gonna do that to your SB this week for all the ladies. <laughs> H-Town boys. Kicking it with my boy Luke. For the 9-3, you know what I'm saying? Cause we will be knocking the boots. <laughs> G.I. Shazam Dino. They gonna do a little something for you real sexy like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey yo, check the verse. Episode number 56. I'm your DJ tonight, Cool Cow. And today I'm joined by Quintavious uh, Q. <laughs> 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 I, couldn't, I couldn't hold it up. <laughs> Q, but spelled KW. KW. <laughs> and SP. Yep. <laughs> Call that smacking on the poop. Never mind. Like, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Too early. Yo, I literally, I don't know if y'all noticed it or ever know, I mean, uh, ever knew this, but whoever, whatever song they sample is the same as Keep Your Head Up, the Tupac jump. I yeah. never noticed that. I never noticed that, yo. I'm sitting here like, yo, this sound mad familiar. Anybody oh, got yeah, it damn, it damn sure is. Anybody got Echo? Uh yeah, SP headphones probably loud. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, I know I, I can hear it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah. On that note, like Cal said, welcome to what's this episode 50, 57? 6? 56? 56. Episode fifty six. We're gonna we're gonna start. Oh, uh, before we do anything, as we always do, um, as we all know, Dion, he ain't gonna be here. I'm not gonna be here. Zach Mundo. And uh Mr. Nixonian is out on a on a A work assignment. Yeah, yeah. Work assignment. Work assignment. I ain't you know. <laughs> yep. So, uh, <laughs> 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 but, uh, we're gonna get things we get things started off. Uh something I heard, I don't know, I don't know who put the topic in, but I heard it on a radio not the radio, but uh I think was it Younger May was talking about it? Something like that. Somebody was talking about yes, it. Yes, some somebody who ain't got no business talking about it. Talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about it's R and B dead, and it got me to thinking. Well, at the time it didn't because I didn't really care. But once I saw it in the notes, <laughs> then it was like, all right, now I gotta actually think about it. But uh, on a serious note, is R and B dead? Uh, it's an interesting topic because you know you always hear people saying all the time that '90s R and B is is gone compared to what we got now and whatnot like that. You don't see a lot of uh, a lot of R and B groups like you did back in the day. Niggas don't like each other no more. To be honest. yeah, basically that everybody kind of 
want to do their solo thing and get their own shine. So you don't see a lot of cats, group, especially R&B, grouping up and whatnot like that together. You don't see the boys, the men's, new additions, Black Street, 112, stuff like that. Like groups like that. You don't see that. Jagged Edge. Now. Jagged Edge and Jodeci, Drew Hill, uh, so on and so forth. You don't see that a lot nowadays, pretty much at all. And um, I think that plays a part in it. This, and then also, I think just the times from now, like that 90, early 90s, mid 90s, late 80s, that time frame, I just feel like music was different back then. This on one, just, I don't know. It just, it was just different. I just think you it was. talked about love instead of. Instead of uh, humping, yeah, <laughs> but nah, because you know, Marvin Cease, they did. Marvin Cease was humping oh, back then, yeah. And Marvin Cease was licking them up and down, and yeah, around and candy yeah. lickers and all that. But uh, yeah. that was probably before the 80s, too. Yeah, that's I think that was like 70s or something. <laughs> but nevertheless, if you don't know who Marvin Cease is, go Google uh, candy liquor. But yeah, Marvin Cease candy liquor, yeah, make sure, make sure your grandma, make sure your grandma ain't around, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might, you might, you might find something out about it. <laughs> But uh, but back to the topic. Yeah, what do y'all think on uh the current state of R and B? I mean, you really touched on it. Uh, a lot of it for real. Uh, it's just a different time period. I feel like when you talking about what you say, like eighties, nineties. Um, like you were saying. Well, I would say even further back from that. Me, this is I guess my personal perspective, my vantage point if you may, um, music, when you think about music as, as far as like the, the earlier stages, I guess you could say early 1900s, um, where you had the blues, uh, that, those sort of genres, I feel like music was more about life, reflection of life, um, and as music became more and more, marketed and um, I guess packaged up and sold it became more about entertainment and less about actual uh, life or reality if that makes sense um, so I feel like you got a lot of that going on um, when you're talking about R&B uh, being extinct per se nowadays um, when you compare it to earlier decades, um, me personally, y'all already know how I feel about r and I'm not a huge uh, listener of r and I grew up on uh, more soul and jazz, so I, I, I like more listening to uh, musical instruments than, than the, uh, the R&B. But uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that statement overall. Problems? As an R&B connoisseur. No, I'm joking. No, I feel like R&B is not dead at all. Niggas just ain't looking for what they want to hear, basically. Um, Everybody that we, that used to do R&B don't really do, in a sense, what we know as R&B anymore. Everybody, like all the R&B niggas want to be rappers now. Or they don't use their whole singing capabilities when they make songs. Uh, back when we think about actual R and B that everybody know and love, it was more. It wasn't 
based off the beat. It was more so based off the music and the melodies and the singing and the ad-libs and all that stuff. Now, when you hear R&B songs, quote-unquote, a lot of it is based off beats. Um, and then the song is like an after, the, the, like the words is like an afterthought. But there, there are a lot of artists out there, um, that still do it, but niggas ain't really looking for it. Like specifically, like I played one of his songs like last year, like Devon Terrell, he's not a really big known artist, but I would say he's still one of the niggas that really make R and B. He plays around in the poppy type. Good quality music. Yeah. He plays around in the, in the, in the poppy type. Type junk, but most of his songs are like true R and B. He didn't went through and something. Oh, there it is. These niggas nowadays ain't went through nothing. <laughs> Nigga had a eureka moment. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. Okay. Back in the day, you know, back in the early nineties, cats was going through stuff. Life was tough. You know, you ain't had your 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 Instagrams and your Twitters to find your little girlfriend and whatnot. You had to, you know, go out and you get you get turned do, on. You get hurt. Yeah, you had to go out and do the damn do the damn thing back in the day. Nowadays. <laughs> Thanks, but to that point, to that point with R and B being different, my question would be: Is that because of what has changed as far as record labels, what they are pushing and marketing, as far as the the specific sounds that they trying to push onto the consumers? Everybody got a, everybody on a track beat now. So I mean, like, yeah. my, like I say this: one of my personal favorite albums of all time, and it climbed in there pretty quick. It's Trap Soul. Listening to the album, like if you sit there and take the lyrics and Are you read the about lyrics, and yeah. If you oh, yeah, read that's the, a tough album. That's a tough ass album. Now, if you read the lyrics, that's R and B all day. Listening to it is really like what the album sounds. It's like a trap type soul album. Like it's the beat kind of grabs you if you're not really into R and B because you're not in R and B and you said it's a tough album. But the the words and the lyrics actually are like super R and B. Um, that nigga been through stuff <laughs> as he was saying and um like I, I would say it's a lot of niggas that's not really falling directly into that r&b side that we know because like as people were saying more so the sound that's going on right now is more of a heavy bass and everybody trying to make a trap sound sounding song um but i mean i don't know if it'll ever come back because a lot of people don't really look for it and a lot of people aren't really pushing for it so a lot of people aren't into the musicality, as SP would probably say, of uh, of music anymore. It's more so just get a dope beat and say yeah every four seconds and mumble. <laughs> not even mumble. Be be semi coherent, and, that, and that's what it is. But I don't think it's dead. I just think niggas ain't looking for uh, what they want to hear. Yeah, I definitely I would say you know it, it's definitely not dead. It's I don't know. It's just it's not. People are more like you said. People are more focused on beats and club records and uh you know that side of things compared to the r&b singy singy type cats well, i give i even give you i'll give you another one like lma boot up they categorize that as r&b but it ain't really r&b she's singing but the beat ain't nothing that you would think of when you think r&b it's more nah. of a a vibe you know chilling type song yeah so I mean that's kind of where it is. Like if you catch one, it's gonna be it's gonna sound like that. You're not gonna catch a, a ballot nowadays. Nah, like, not I, I just don't see somebody catching the ballot. Well, but, you, I mean, you will, but you, it's not from people you would know. Because I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about making it making it popular. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Hear it, you're not gonna hear a top a top you know twenty ballot nowadays unless it's from somebody who's not from our culture. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. 
one lady that I'm thinking of specifically. Anyway, but um, <laughs> well, yeah, R&B definitely yeah. ain't dead because uh, Miguel's still out there, so he he we good. And that nigga be playing around too. That nigga be on that poppy type stuff and the rock yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like but, nobody sits in R&B no more. Nobody's just like strictly R&B. I mean, because once you get to that point where you can kind of hit that other market, that's when the money at. So niggas is like, all right, I mean. Go get the bread compared to yeah. just sticking, sticking in your in your lane of what you but, what you do. I mean, but from his first album though, he won't never be strictly R and B though. Oh no, he, he was he was always that like that. He was a crossover from Jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just like made he it. first he, sm- he smacked us in the face with All I Want Is You. Then came back nowhere with a uh, short thing. No, it was backwards. Short thing. The All I Want Is You, and they're both kind of in that same hip hop R and B. And then when you listen to the album, it's like. What's the joint? The girls like you reminds me of that. Yeah, that that if you uh, somebody who like beats, you wouldn't really listen to that song. No, nah. because it's like a weird. Most beat of going on. most of Miguel shit you wouldn't know, and because most of his shit, most of his music is is like is more calm R and R and B type compared to the shit that hit. You got like you said, the up upbeat, up pace type radio hit, but most of his yeah. stuff is like. You're not gonna hear like people going like, around. Like doing chill sounds nothing like anything else on the album. Yeah, like he he does what niggas want you to do: make that one radio single, and then you come to my album. Yeah, exactly. Let me. You want to hear it? Hear what what else he got? Same thing with the like you said with uh, all with all I was one is you with Cole. They throw that out there, and it's like, oh shit, this song dope. He 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 got that. Then he dropped short thing, and then it's like, oh, all right. Let me go. Li- let me go listen to the album. See what the album hit on. And then the album got bangers. But if you're not a, R- a real R and B person, like SP, not gonna go listen to that. SP not gonna go listen to Kaleidoscope Dreams, even though we all know Kaleidoscope Dreams is like one of the best R and B albums ever. So no skip, it, no skips, no skips. Yeah, no skips. It's, it's up in that ready, ready uh, airspace. <sighs> now I've actually Everybody listened to the album before. It was, it was a pretty good album. But yeah, overall, like I, said, I don't think R and B is dead. I just think, like I said, people aren't checking for it as much nowadays. Because I mean, you know, everybody, you got to be in that type of. Because back in the day when R and B was real popping, I don't, I don't. It was in your face. Every it was everywhere. It, between it being in your face, but it was, was like, cat. It, it was coming off of. So early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, rap started what early eighties, right? Like officially started, yeah. like that early. Yeah. So coming from everything like what SP was saying from the from the forties, fifties, all of that jazz, blues, when we had rock and all that stuff coming on up through was all of that was more so singing, singing, singing this, singing that. Blues was more with the lyric, I mean the instrument, but you still still singing involved in all of that. Coming all the way through sixties, seventies, disco, cats still singing, but it was starting to get more, more. Uh, towards rap, and eighties hit rap started to come, come popularize. Nineties it started it hit, it's carrying over. So I think that might have had something to do with it too. To just whereas music just took a whole turn from always Yo, being just... kind of song singy ish into the more rapid rap side of things, and it's kind of stuck. I just thought about something. The R and B that we know and love. From like the 90s and 80s. That ain't nothing but 
That, that ain't nothing but updated soul. So kind of like the R&B we got right now is like the R&B that we like compared to the soul. Yeah. Because like you were saying, everybody was up tempo, fast singing. And then the 80s R&B was more so like up the beat. And then like the R&B that kind of slowed back down takes you back to that soul singing. But yet it had all the beats and things like that that sound nothing like soul. I, I don't know why I never thought about that. So yeah, it's like today's R&B is like to what our R&B is to soul. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're going with. But oh, that, yeah. yeah. But it ain't no, that though. Younger yeah. bitches need to shut up. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't that. Niggas just want to hear music about fucking bitches and get money, and that's pretty much it. And if somebody sing it, it's a problem. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, but moving on from uh, oh, SP, you got anything left for R and B? I know you uh, you're not an avid R and B inner. Nah, nah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, so moving on from R and B to uh, you know what we got started on. NFL combine was last weekend. Last week, it started last Friday and ended up like last Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, so it was yeah. a whole it was a whole event, whole yeah. weekends. And, yeah, so mm-hmm. we had the combine. You know, everybody out went out and did their thing. I I haven't heard anything specific about like cats just that somebody just stuck out like overall. I don't know if y'all heard anything about that. Nah, uh, just one dude ran like a Ford. Three, yeah. and the so, oh, the punter uh, did like twenty reps or two twenty-five, uh, or no, so, twenty-five or twenty-one or something like that. Yeah, look, so looking at this forty times, I don't know. I don't. I've never really paid attention to. It. I just thought, always thought niggas ran fast, but there is only two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve cats ran under four four. So I don't know if it's always like that or niggas is just a little slower than normal this year. I don't know. I don't ever really sit there and watch combine. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. I can tell you is I was sitting on the couch watching it and uh me and Q was going back and forth. Because <laughs> uh we, we got track backgrounds, um, him more so than me. Uh he stayed in it longer. But one thing I was noticing is these cats was out here and the people he's saying that ran like four four, when I was watching them run, they ran through the line, right? And all the people who were running slower were run, they were dipping at the line. I don't know if it makes any difference at all, but when you run track, you're taught to run through the line, right? You don't really go for that dip unless it's like dire need. So you're running against yourself, you're running against a laser, and nobody was really running through the line, which is cra- kind of crazy. But every time somebody did run through the line, they were hitting that 4-4 four, four mark, which was, I don't know, just something I wanted to say. Because it was, it, was, it was irking my soul. This is true. This is true. That niggas was really out here training and paying for trainers and – not running through the line. So we had, like I said, uh, fastest time, 40 time was, uh, damn, where'd it go? It was like a 438, wasn't it? Four, nah, 427 by Henry Ruggs III or Ruggs, whatever. Dude from Alabama. He ran 42427. Cat from, what's this, Utah? This thing named Jafflin? <laughs> Yeah. It ain't, hey, it ain't worse than Kobe Jordan. I guess his name J A V E L I N. I guess that's Javelin, Javelin, maybe. Nevertheless, Cap from Utah. Worse. Yeah, it, Cap, could, it could be Kobe Jordan. Okay, Cap from Utah. He uh he also ran four two nine. So it was only two only two people that ran four two, and then we had two four six eight nine people ran four 
4-3. But the one out of this I'm looking at that was surprising that I saw uh, on IG was buddy uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, the uh, linebacker, that ran 4-3-9. So at, that's the, at 6-4-238. To me, to uh, me, that's like the scariest thing. Yeah, that's it's tough. Because yeah. a 40 don't really matter for like skill positions because you're doing a lot of stopping and starting for real. Yeah. Unless you're a burner at receiver, that's about it. But when you like a, a, a slot or something like that, you got to be quick. But if a linebacker out here running 4-3? When you can cover the field, that. like when you can cover that much ground, cover the field, or if he, he catch you slipping and you you ain't paying attention and he coming at you full full speed from the other side of the field and catch you, being like, uh, being like I said, buddy, six four two two thirty something. That's crazy. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah, but uh, I had a lineman that ran uh something stupid for a lineman. He was like three ninety something or three eighty something. He ran like five one. Yeah, I think you know what I'm saying. Like, That's yeah, but that like equivalent of a four something low. We got a four three nine. Figure the math. Four three nine for the fastest running back. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I was watching. Josh Jones fans is forty ten. Four four four. I ain't never ran nothing official. Yeah, I wish I did, but I've never ran anything. I think that we, I think somewhere with Kyle ran. We uh, Coach Ham clocked us in the, <laughs> in the field in front of Hampton. But I think that was a, that was the closest I ever got to running something. I probably you know high school high school would have definitely been probably like four four low college before. Uh, Everything went downhill. I probably would have ran about four, three, five. Like said before everything went. Downhill. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Tell us, after tell my, us more. After my sophomore year, everything was downhill. But no, my sophomore year, uh, I probably would have ran probably like probably like four, three, five, four, three, four, something like that. Okay. But uh, you know, life it's all good though. But yeah, that was the forty. Uh, matter of fact, I was about to say something about the quarterbacks. All of them are slow. Fastest quarterback was four five eight. Uh, Burrows and Tua didn't run forty because Tua probably would have got hurt if he ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we got? Can he run right now? <laughs> oh yeah, I must only know if he can. <laughs> he no, probably he can do nothing. He he gonna throw his pro day though. Yeah, he got it. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, we got a what's this dude? Some I guess he he might be Samoan. Let's see. Yeah, he's Samoan dude from Fresno, offensive lineman. He had a. Uh, Two twenty-five, the most. At, oh yeah, I saw that. At uh, damn, I should go back there. Oh, there that punter had got all them. Uh, what he got? Twenty-five reps. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah, as I say, which, back- which, which is kind of like a, a fast forty. It don't really mean nothing for a punter to kick that. I mean, uh, <laughs> do twenty-five reps. Yeah, but yeah, let's see. Yeah, uh, the one dude, the small dude, he had two twenty-five for forty-four reps. So, won't nobody close to him. The next closest is thirty-seven. So. That was there. You got a running back that slipped in it. He had 29. And yeah. So that's pretty much that's pretty much it. All everybody care about as far as combine. Because like say, rules don't matter nope. unless you're a receiver or a corner. Yeah. Nobody really stood out. You didn't hear nobody like draft stop just skyrocket out of nowhere. Yeah, ain't no, nobody uh what's that dude from Seattle? Got initials as oh, uh, Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf. One of yeah, his four. Metcalf. Yeah, his forty. I mean, his combine did. Oh, one by a combine Olympian. Yeah, no. he. Yeah, his combine did boost his stats. So his uh draft stat. 
But yeah, moving yeah, on. From- buddy, buddy that uh, played with him at Ole Miss is a way better receiver, bro. The dude for the Titans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think of his name. He's gonna be a problem in the future. They better not get Tom Brady because he is going to be a problem. <laughs> he like a baby Julio. Julio need to get out of Atlanta, man. Huh? I said Julio needs to get out of Atlanta. Yeah, I doubt that. Yeah, I doubt, I doubt that. Too. I mean, look, they gonna pay him. He gonna stay, but yeah, he gonna be Megatron two pointer. But yeah, moving on from uh, NFL Combine, we're gonna go into the most astonishing news of the last couple of weeks. Uh, Tony Romo is back in the news again. Per football season over, but uh, he's back in the news. He got CBS decided to pay him. $17 million annually to resign his contract. Uh, and it turned a lot of heads, one, because of the amount of money, and two, because he's, I think somebody, I forget who said, he's making more than... 80% of the players. Yeah. No, I think 90% of the players. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike, I don't know if this is an accurate number or not, but Michael Thomas said, no way the announcers should be making more than 90% of the players. So, I'm not sure. Uh, it's almost true because... Yeah. That that that's not that seventeen million. It you, that's that's probably guaranteed, unlike NFL. Yeah, true, true. So even if somebody do have a seventeen million contract, for one, every state that they uh, taxes. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if Tony Romo is going to get hit with taxes in every state. Also, even still, he probably that's interesting. But either way, yeah. yeah, either way, he's still uh, making that. Uh, Seventeen, because you know the contracts not guaranteed. So, um, with the NFL, so I, that would probably be accurate about ninety uh, percent of the league. But yeah. I mean, when you can go out there and predict predict plays, man, you know they're pretty. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I, I, I guess they thought he was worth that much money, or he maybe he was trying to leave and they had to throw some money at him or something. But uh, I mean, I don't I'm think in, he was going anywhere. I'm in agreement with Michael Thomas. He shouldn't be getting paid more than than the vast majority of the players. I mean, that ain't got nothing to do with it, though. I mean, it don't, but it's still. I mean, because I mean, it's a, it's a different, different yeah, but the money coming from different places and shit like that. But like in the in the perfect world, is what the I'm C- saying. The, the, hold on, CBS pays the NFL. What you mean? In the perfect they world, in a, in a perfect <laughs> in a perfect world, the players should be making more. Of, I mean, I get it, but it's a free market. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, ain't, I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm just saying. Y'all, y'all niggas get y'all CBA right? How about that? True, 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 true. SP, My bad. I'm sorry. Sorry, that won't happen. Nah, yeah. that, that either. SP, what you got on on Tom uh, Antonio Romo? Yeah, I mean, anytime when it comes to uh, capitalistic endeavors, I'm gonna lean on the side of the open market. And I mean, it's kind of like Cal saying. I mean, it's the open market. They could pay him. $100 million. He could be getting the same contract as John Gruden and be an analyst. But, I mean, that that's just what they would decide to do. Obviously, they have a cap to where they, you know what I'm saying, for that position of what they are going to go to as far as the top and a, and a basement price. But um, I'm, I'm indifferent, to be honest. Uh, I feel like he's a good analyst, though, to be honest with you. Um he, uh, I think what sold it for, because I feel like fans, the average fan per se, um, likes him 
a lot as an analyst. Like, you hear people talk about it, or I have anyway in the past. Um, he's called a couple of plays out before, like, they've actually happened on TV live. So that that adds to the mystique of, you know, oh, he's such a brilliant football mind. Because, you know, they – I forgot – it was when he was playing with Dallas. They some things that came out how good uh, Tony Romo's football IQ was or whatever. But um, I mean, shit. Tip my head off to him. I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's not one of those not likable announcers. So yeah, he doesn't. Definitely. He doesn't. He doesn't have that obvious bias against other teams when he's announcing, like other announcers. Like he's just like, hey. So, so why don't you why don't you call him out? You talking about all the people who used to play for the Patriots? Oh, he's not an announcer though. Oh, true, you're right. None of them are announcers. Yeah, they yeah. just actually are personalities. Uh, yeah, true, true, true. And they just talk about the great times they had in New England. Do, do, so do the do the announcers do that? A lot of announcers have bias towards teams. Yeah. Collinsworth, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. You can tell right. when. Like if it's an older player, That's you can skin- tell uh, he be riding in me a little bit. Collinsworth, the skinny white dude. Uh, yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. I, I've heard people say they don't fuck with uh, Joe Buck, the dude on Fox. Mm-hmm. No, well, a lot of people don't like Joe Buck because his dad got him in this position. So, oh, so, so they hate. Him. It, it's more so nepotism at his finest because he does. NBA, I mean, um, not NBA, uh, Major League War Series, Major League in general, and then he does uh, NFL. And it's one of those things where a lot of people don't think he earned it. So, hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, we're about to be biased, and we're going to talk about uh, the NBA real quick. Uh, it's a topic that I think we kind of loosely hit on before. Um the Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, uh, you know, debate, like, who would you take? Um, so I'm going to just toss the question over to SP first. Uh, who would you rather in this situation uh, move forward with if you had to trade one of them, uh, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Um, I would move forward with Joel Embiid, to be honest. Um, I, know you, I know people have issues with him and uh, the injury problems and uh, not giving 100% effort. But I, I personally think if you put the right coach around him um, that can motivate him and get in his head a little bit, that he would he would perform at a much higher uh, level and give a lot more effort and be the player that people project him or uh, say that he can be. Um, ben Simmons, he kind of a lost cause to me personally. No, nah, let me not say that. Um, but nah, Say how you feel, man. Nah, man, I wouldn't say all that because he's real young, so he still got he still got time to build his skills, man. Nah, man, he, he still got time to build his skills. Like at that age, I feel like once you get to like twenty eight, like pushing on thirty, that's when you that's when you kind of I ain't even gonna say it's a lost cause, but the likelihood of you developing new skills that can be successful at that level, unless you like a one in a generational or once in a century talent is slim to none. But um, oh yeah, all that to say, I go and I'm going with Joel Embiid. 
My man been in the league four years and still refused to shoot a jump shot. You think he's going to change now, SP? I mean, he could at some point. I, I feel like uh, their coaches, and I feel like he's he, he's probably a passive-aggressive coach. They need a coach that's going to come in there and bully their ass like a Tom Thibodeau or something. <laughs> he said bully. <laughs> You're a grown man. <laughs> You're not going to bully a grown man like that. But I mean, uh, you know what I mean. I get you saying. I, mean, I know what you mean. Like a rough coach that's gonna be like, "Look, we about to go out here. We actually, we actually gonna practice. We gonna have some contact at practice." That's why I said like hey, John Thibodeau. You need to shoot. You need to shoot the ball, Ben. You're wide open. Nobody's respecting your jump shot. I, I guess I'll go next because it's obvious of where I'm going. <laughs> I'll go Joel Embiid despite his injury history. Um, I just feel like if if I had a pick, I would I would definitely pick Joel Embiid. Um, I said it before on the show that um, I would have traded for Chris Paul when the Rockets were trying to get rid of him. I would have definitely tried to ship out Ben Simmons, um, you know, for Chris Paul because Chris uh, Chris Paul seems like he would have fit that role better since Ben don't want to shoot. Chris can actually shoot. And he's um, a leader. Yeah, he would kind of get under and be like, "Look, dog, you gotta stop. You gotta, you gotta stop playing around, man. You got you got play play harder for me. Do something." You know, whereas, like, right now, you don't know who the leader of the 76ers is. Nope. Like, both of them always hurt. The veterans are getting benched. Um, if Roy was here, he'll tell you Al Horford was a uh, top three center in the league. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what episode is that? I guess to pull that the, up. That's the, the, the NBA special. That's the same episode with the, uh, with the Warriors is going to be a top two seed. But um, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, hey, Steph coming back tonight, so Gordon Hayward broke his hand and still came uh, like after Steph and still came back before him. Steph don't want no parts of this year at all. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely go with Joel and B just off the the. Uh, the fact that one, I, I feel like he actually plays his position well. Uh, ben Simmons is a point guard that should really be a power forward, honestly. Um, but hey, who am I? Q. Um, I'm just going with Embiid one because he's a big man, and you don't have too many big men left in the league. Even though he's he loves to shoot for whatever reason, he could still at times go down there and be in the paint and do what he do what he do. So building around that compared to Ben Simmons, like you say, he if they would play him at power forward and just let him pass the ball instead of playing him at actual point guard, because I don't know, I ain't got no, we let the intern figure out the stats on his assists, but it's like him and he's in the way as far as getting in the paint because he got to get in the paint to do his thing. He can't, like you say, he don't shoot, he don't shoot threes at all. He don't shoot the ball very often. All his moves are paint in the paint, driving this, that, the third. So when he's doing that, that automatically forces Embiid to go to the to the uh, to the three point line. Yeah, like even and like I say, Embiid can shoot threes, but realistically, we don't want your center shooting threes. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't need you doing that all as, as much as he does. But he don't really got a choice sometimes because he got to get out of the way to clear the lane. Because if not, paint will be clogged up, and if the paint's clogged up. He and B might be able to do his thing still, but Ben ain't gonna be able to do much with the paint clogged up. No, not ain't he? I mean, not might not. He ain't yeah. gonna be. <laughs> and he averages eight assists per game. I mean, eight point two this year. Word. So eight assists. Yeah. He's a career eight assists per. Uh, 
which which by no stretch of the imagination is terrible. Let, I, well, I'll say this. I, don't, I already know how Kyle feels. But Ben Simmons isn't a bad player by, at all. Like, he would – if he ever went free agency or uh, trade popped up, a vast majority of NBA teams would be trying to get him. But he's just a bad player. I, yeah. He's just out of position and he's – I just feel like niggas are babying him, and that's what I don't like. That's, that's niggas that. are literally allowing him not to shoot. That's that shit you don't like? An, exactly. <laughs> But it's like, yo, you're a professional basketball player who plays point guard, and you cannot shoot the ball. You you you're not even willing to shoot the ball. This offseason, you was having all these running shoots with all these random scrubs, and in the NBA, you're still not shooting the ball. So I mean, just like a just like a waste, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, like I say, I don't. Eh, it is just. I, one thing I can't I think about Ben Simmons as well. I think he, I think he kind of likes to start him more. So, not more so the basketball, but I don't know. I think that plays a factor in why he get the rap that he get. Because not only does he not shoot the ball, not only is he not willing to even take shots, but it's kind of like with that, and then it's kind of like his off the court. He kind of. Star struck, not star struck, but like he, that's that life. He likes that life, that side of the, of the, of the game as well. He from what the I, benefits of being an NBA, yeah, yeah. But you know, well, not superstar, but NBA player. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all went with the big man, Joel Embiid, but uh, Houston kicked out their big man. <laughs> they traded uh, Clint Capella a couple weeks ago. Uh, they kept Tyson Chandler with his baby legs, um, but. As far as for uh, that, they're going with the small ball lineup where they start no one over the height of six seven. Uh, they even had James Harden do a jump ball, so uh, they were at this point they lost last uh, to the Knicks the other night. I think they're like at this point eight and three. I want to say over the last uh, eleven. Um, Russ game stepped up a lot um, as far as uh, scoring and assist. Um, so my question for y'all is: Do y'all think the small ball can actually lead to a tighter run, or is it just like a flash in the pan type uh, dude that's going on right now? Because they, they got him in the power rings as, as the third team in the league behind uh, LA and LA. I'm I'll say in, uh, Boston. I'll say this: It's a method that will work. Uh, it's, I mean, it's just. It's ironic that this is a Dan D'Antonio scheme, because I mean, if it's his, if it's his, uh, his mo, it's something that'll work in the regular season very well, but come a seven game series, I can't put my trust in that because. Oh my bad. Um, who was it? I think they said it was Pat Riley that said, um, it's like a quote. Um, if you don't rebound, you don't win rings. Boardman gets paid. What'd you say? I said Boardman gets paid. Hey, seriously. And I mean, with with such a small lineup, I feel like during the regular season when people don't care as much about those those rebounds until like maybe last couple minutes of the game or something of that nature. Um you can win like that. But when it comes down to, like I said, a seven-game series where every game matters and they playing like it, 
I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't put my faith in, belief in that. I have to see it to believe it. Let me put it that way. So no. Yeah, they got uh, when they lost to the Knicks, they got out rebound by thirty one rebounds. So I mean. It'll happen, but but also the Knicks got like five power forwards in their team. Their team is all power forwards. That's it. <laughs> I mean, but realistically, I think if I think it's all about matchups. I think they could if they if they get the right matchup, they probably could win a series. Hit, I don't think they can win a title, but they can win a series. Right. It has to be a very fortunate event of like Golden State with every point guard got hurt type situation for them to win a championship with this lineup. And here's my example: like they beat they beat us the other night. And if I'm not mistaken, they had a small ball lineup then. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, they won that game. But if it was if it was a seven game series, I don't, I don't think they'd have been able to put that energy into every game like that and beat us as long as we are, and um, as tall as the players that we have, because we have a lot of uh, small forward, hybrid isk players. I feel like. The thing is, it's it's so risky because you're you're depending on James and and uh, Russ to have good games all the time. Facts. You got two former MVPs, triple doubles left and right, but you're relying on them to always be on. And we know when the playoffs come, they got a history of not being on. More so and relying on them to get boards. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 with that, I mean, it helps strategically. It helps Russ out. It opens up the paint. Russ is, he's not a shooter, so Capella block like clogging up the lane didn't really help him out too much. Um, you were never gonna get Russ to be out here being an effective three point shooter. So it helps in that sense of things. But again, it's all about matchups. I feel like if they run into a team that has a true center in a sense, or a center that can't really guard the perimeter, it might be better. Um, but if they if they get to a team if they go against a team that Center can guard against the perimeter and is an offensive threat. That's going to be they're going to probably get swept. Can they beat the Lakers? Um, am I being uh, biased or telling my truth? Like how no. I feel, or am I being like, trying to be professional? Be professional. no, no. Honestly, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you know to make sure you know. Just in case one of these days you know niggas pop, you know. Um, no, I, I feel like they, I don't know if they could beat the Lakers, but I think <laughs> it could be, a, it could be a decent matchup, honestly, because I'm still, if y'all go back to the, uh, listeners, you know, <laughs> special, I'm still we not sold on to. AD in the big time. I'm still not sold on AD in the big time. Uh, AD's injury prone. So, I mean, Lakers might be one injury away from a bad matchup. Brian can only do so much as one player. In the playoffs, so I don't know. I think that would that would be an interesting matchup. I see them losing it, but I don't think it's going to be like a sweep or easy as everybody would probably think it would be. Hmm. Q, what you got over there? Well, I'm gonna start off with uh, the intern told me that Ben Simmons was 0 for 11 from three his rookie year. Well, his second rookie year. Uh, the following <laughs> year, he was 0 for six, <laughs> and this current year, he is two for six. So I just wanted to find out, and in turn, let us know. So he is thirty-three percent, right? Yeah. Uh, this year, yes, technically. So I mean, in, in theory, percentage-wise, it's not that bad. 
but he's I only think you gotta take a minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he but, uh, falls in that nah, category. No, 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 definitely not, definitely not. But uh, yeah, he's shooting at a clip. Yeah, he's uh, made more threes than him in one game. He's two for thirty, two for twenty-three on the, on his career, which is ridiculous. But to the actual topic <laughs> at hand, um, the small ball thing, I think, will. Right now, it's going to work because it's new and coaches haven't been able to really adapt to it to figure out how to beat it, per se. So it's like anything else. When you throw something new out that nobody's seen before or nobody's really done or to that level, it's going to work in the beginning just because people aren't people haven't figured out how to stop it. So It was done before. I mean, yeah, but not, just, with, just not James, with too good. Yeah, not with James Harden. Players. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So not to that extent. So once they – Excuse me. Once they figure it out and be able to figure out how to stop it and what to do, I had to slow down. And that, like both of y'all were saying, once the playoffs come, nope, you're not going to be able to do that for a seven-game series. One, I think Russ set this entire thing up so he can go back to getting triple doubles. This was solely his idea. Nah, I just, I just made that up. But um, in the playoffs, it's not going. I don't think you're going to be able to hold a seven-game series because they're going to have to put forth, like you said, you relying on essentially Harden and Russ to score a mass majority of your points. And we both know both of them are in that, uh, essentially volume shooters. Harden, he, he's just going to shoot. So he that's what he do. And Russ, Russ he take a lot of shots too. But he, like you say, he gets to, get to the paint, drive, do his little angry man dunk and all that stuff a lot. But angry man. Yeah, but like you said, they got out-rebounded by the Knicks by 30. You're not going to win games getting out-rebounded by 30. It's not gonna happen. So I don't. We we would have to look at the stats since they've been doing the small ball to see how the rebounding and all that stuff correlates. But when you come across a team that's like Milwaukee, that's a, a bigger team, or the Lakers, or shit, even the um, I don't know, the Clippers got anybody big? Uh, box. Yeah, so I, 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 I wouldn't count them as a, a dominant rebounding team, but. As far as like, they like long, though. pause, pause, they long though, pause. <laughs> All right, so yeah, what Calvin said, I didn't say it, but what Calvin said, uh, yeah. So when you come across those those type of teams in a just a one game, you just playing a one time, that's one thing because you I mean it, it that is what it is. But in a seven game series, when you gotta play to that that capacity for at least four well, for four games for four winnable game, I mean winning games, I don't think they can hold that between that and having to actually. One having to score and put up that many points. Two having to two get rebounds because, like I said, you're not winning games if you're getting out rebound by 20, 25 rebounds. It's not gonna happen. Hey, uh, they playing right now, and uh, they're actually getting out rebound by six by the Clippers. Six. Yeah, it's forty yeah. to thirty-five right now. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I ain't worried about that right now. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's like I said. As far as the like I said, the initial question: uh, Can the Rockets' small ball method lead them to a title run? I don't think they're gonna. No one because on top of all of that, we don't even know what Westbrook and Harden can do in the playoffs separately. They're both flops in the playoffs, so together, we we're, it's still unknown. We can't. We have nothing to base it off of besides those. I feel like James is the worst flop than uh, Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely, I agree. But but Russ is he he flopped in the playoffs too. So you put both of that on the same team, just like last year and even before that with 
fucking uh CP3. Cats that don't. Hurt, yeah, it's cats that don't show up. He crying too. Cats that don't show up in the playoffs. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, oh, put, inside jokes. Yeah, you put cats that don't show up in the playoffs together. I mean, they got to show up first and foremost. But now, now you're just adding like another layer, another not layer, another level on to them or what they need to do. Now they got to get rebounds on top of scoring it- and and everything else they got to do. I think it's matchups, man. I, th- I think they can mess around and win the series. But oh, no, I'm not know. saying. First, if, if, depending on who they play the first round, mm, they I don't know, because the West kind of, I don't know. Well, they're third right now, so they might. They were set us. They're playing, what, the, the six seed? Yeah, third to play the six. Oh, yeah. So, let's see. The intern is Anybody currently. Like Utah, the intern is letting me know that it would be. Um, what are you at? Who is up? Who? Oh, that's the lead. Never mind. Houston is currently fourth. So they're playing the fifth seed. So, yeah, and that's Utah, who is a game and a half behind them. So they kind of probably like flip flopping. So can they Utah's beat Utah? Gonna... I, don't, that, I don't think that would be a good matchup for them, even though he'd be bullying Gobert. But <laughs> in a seven game series, Utah is a pretty, a pretty solid team. So that, it it'll either be, uh, I think that'll be a six seven game series, but Houston can win that series, but it's not gonna be Houston going and sweep them, I don't think, or it'll be like a, a four one four two. I think that or I think it'll be a four two four three series. Uh, if they end up playing Utah in the playoffs, just because Utah has a, they got a pretty decent a uh, defense squad. Word, word. Well, um, you know, we mentioned him a couple of times, Chris Paul, uh, who was traded to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder for Russell Westbrook last offseason. And uh, the Thunder are actually doing all right. Some people are surprised about it. Uh, what's our take on the Thunder's, uh, Thunder's season so far on the lead uh, under the lead of uh, Chris Paul? I'm surprised about it. <laughs> I'm one of those people. Nah, but um... – yeah, I, I, and I don't think nobody thought they would be a current sixth seed in the West with with Chris Paul and the Chris Paulettes. So Chris Paulettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so them being as playing as well as they are, especially I mean their team is young. Outside of Chris Paul, they got a, a really young team. So, but they're playing well. They're like I say they're six seed currently, thirty eight and twenty four. They shit. They two games out of the fourth seed. So, they they're playing extraordinarily well. I guess I don't know if it's just because of Chris Paul's, I guess, leadership maybe, or if they got a lot of players that aren't like superstars. So they they maybe they're meshing well together, kind of like how uh, like Denver and Utah kind of are, sort of, where they don't have that one just like dominant superstar per se. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm surprised and shit. They they playing well. Uh. Yeah, that that kind of answers the question. I'm I'm just I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm pretty surprised too. But I mean, you did you did uh, just straight up forget about Shy Gil. Uh, what's his name? Shy uh, Gilgis Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, he nice, bro. Uh, no, he was nice. He was nice with with the Clippers before they traded him. But 
he nice, but he's not like like I said, he's not a superstar. He ain't no job yeah, around. But no, he, he's not. In, he's not on that. I wouldn't classify him on that superstar level. He's up and coming. One hundred. Nah, 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 nah. He definitely not. He definitely not. Nah. But I agree. I, I mean, I'm ultim, ultimately uh, surprised uh, by the year that they've been having, and my computer's about to die. But um, better grab that charger. Not left it at the office. Damn. Oh. <laughs> well. Quality control. Oh. <laughs> well, YSP, Episode one of the quality uh, control podcast. Nah, but YSP, <laughs> why SP doing this thing? Uh, OKC. So uh, Alexander, Gallinari, and Schroeder all averaging nineteen a game, and then Chris Paul slides in with seventeen uh, a game, and then Stephen Adams rounds out with eleven. So all five of them, which I think are their actual starters, maybe I don't know. But all of them are averaging 10 plus. And then they got a couple cats, seven, six, six, five. So it's, I don't know, they got to, they got, they playing well together, which I think is the most important part. Yo, they, they really got James Harden checking zoo box right now. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it was funny. The, 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 uh, what you said the other day with uh, Harden playing, he won his first jump ball. He was so excited. Oh yeah, first he, he said it was first jump all his life. Yeah, it, it was funny that he won it, and then I I forgot who the dude was on uh on the other team, light skin dude with the ugly smile that I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, ugly smile. Yeah, like he got a lot of teeth <laughs> and shit. But um, <laughs> I was I was disappointed in him. I'm like, how you let James Harden out jump you on the jump ball? Like how? Let's see. You were shocked, man. Yeah, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of that man. Hey, man. Uh, speaking of James Harden, um, <laughs> James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo has been going uh, going back and forth suddenly over the last couple of years. I forgot about the uh, when James Harden, I mean, when uh, Giannis threw the ball and it popped James Harden in the face. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> I one. forgot about that joke. When he was uh, he was trying to pass to his teammate, teammate one day popped James in the face. He almost died. Oh. I was like, oh, he, he he might want to be in concussion protocol for that one. Um, but they've been going back and forth uh, a little bit for a while. I'm just going to play some audio real quick so we can catch up on some things. going to try and back down only hit Harden in the head. Harden might have to go into concussion protocol after that. He's kind of That ball was like thrown. I told him. Obviously, he was walking down the floor, my bad. I didn't meant to hit him in the head. I was trying to hit the guy in the corner. I don't, I don't need an apology. I, would, I wish I would have saw it. <laughs> the 2019 Kia NBA Most Valuable valuable Player goes to Giannis Satetokounmpo. I was pissed off when uh, the MVP went down. They didn't, they didn't give it to you. I, man, I, I swear to God, I turned my TV off and I said, politics, man. I think the same way you think. You I know, was hot, man. I'm know. like, how this man just had a historic year? Once people, once the media, they, they create a narrative about somebody from the beginning of the year, I think they just take that narrative and they run with it the entire year. I'm between Kim by Trey Young. Wait, you don't, want, I gotta the, go. you don't want the dribbler? 
I want somebody that's gonna pass the ball. That's what I want. You want to dribble? I have more sense than him, I think. I don't see what the joke is. But I don't even, I, I didn't even see it. You know, I don't, I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Uh, I just know none of them can mess with me. Yeah. Throws back the other way. Here's Walker for three. Rebound Giannis. And Harden took a shot to the head. Uh, offensively, we were just trying to, you know, find whoever, um, you know, James Harden was guarding. You know, that's who we thought uh, was going to have the opportunity to score on. I wish I could just run, run in with seven feet and run and just dunk. Like, that takes no skill at all. <laughs> I got to actually learn how to play basketball, how to have skill, you know? I'll take that any day. He hasn't been back and forth. Like, I'm I'm not that type of guy. I'm never try to take stabs at somebody. Um, maybe sometimes I might come out like that, but I'm definitely not. I'm just trying to do my job, which is... Anyway, uh, yeah. Hey, real quick. So, so if, yeah. if James Harden was standing behind me and talking, I wouldn't know James Harden was standing behind me and talking. <laughs> you don't watch TV, though. Yeah, that too. I was just sitting there like, oh, that's what this nigga sound like. Yeah, that, yeah. Nigga sound, so different. Nigga sound different when you don't see him talking. <laughs> Pretty much. Besides Giannis. Yeah, besides Giannis. <laughs> But nah, uh, pretty much it's been it's been a little beef going on for a little bit there. Um, not really a beef, but um, a lot of people say it kind of started. Yeah, a lot of tension. A lot of people say it started when uh, Giannis won that MVP and James Harden thought he should get that back to back. Um, but uh, it was some subtle sh- some subtle shots and then some not so subtle shots. Um, as you heard, James Harden said, "It takes no talent to be seven foot to just go run and dunk." I gotta learn to play basketball. Um, so what's y'all take on his, uh, tension as, as people say, um, and if y'all have a take on it, whose side of y'all on, if y'all even care? Um, I'm kind of indifferent, but at the same time, listening to the audio and kind of thinking about this entire scenario, um, I think what it, a lot of it is low key. And I, I, I kind of feel like this is like the understory of the story. You got to remember, or we got to kind of remember that Giannis grew up in what, Greece? Yeah. So I'm PC. sure. Huh? I said they're not really that PC. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I'm going with this. So, like, he grew up in a different culture, in a different environment. So, unless I, I personally don't know what. Uh, Greece environment is like or culture and I'm sure they have little subcultures within the entire national culture so I think Giannis probably it's probably a lot of authenticity to what he said as far as him not intentionally taking shots it's probably him just being honest and he don't really look at it like you said it's taking shots because uh to piggyback off Cal's point, they may not be as PC um, in the culture that he grew up in. Nothing he said was wrong. He literally answered right. two questions. Every, everything he <laughs> everything he said was was truthful. He he wanted to pick somebody that passed the ball. We know Harden doesn't typically pass the ball. He wanted. But, to, but it's it's kind of hard to argue that though, because he what what was it? Um, I think Harden's like third in the league in assists or something like that. Yeah. He's one of the people. He, like he passes in the, the ball. In the moment, he's not gonna pass the ball. Yeah, yeah. 
if the game's on the line, he's not gonna want to make the right play. He's gonna try to take the play. Yeah, true. I think I think that's more so where he was going with it. It's just I I want somebody to pass that's gonna pass the ball. We are we all saying Yeah, we know how hard he get down. He get the dribbling between his legs nineteen times. The dribbler. Yeah. Yeah, he also (laughs) don't play defense. So that's how he got the the hey, I'm answering this question honestly. Yeah. We were going to whoever was uh James Harden was guarding. That was yeah. the plan. Yeah, Harden averaging seven assists this season. So I mean essentially yeah. it's gonna it's gonna happen. He's gonna get assists because he's such a scorer that at some point shit, I was watching, I think when we played him, shit, there was times out there we were damn near triple teaming him. So assists gonna come off the strength of one, Russell Westbrook's on his team, so huh? And two, he gets double teamed a lot. Once he start, once he get rolling, people are gonna start sending him double teams. So I wouldn't like when you think of Harden, even though he has this many assists, you don't think of him as a passer, just because, yeah, just like the same way that everybody said the same thing about Kobe not being a passer when he has the most assists of anybody that's a shooting guard. So not that he doesn't pass the ball, just like you said in that situation when the game's on the line or it's a tougher moment. He's probably Harden is probably going to take that shot. He's probably not going to pass it. He's probably going to try to do his thing, get fouled, and hit a three at the same time. Because do his thing and throw his head back like he got fouled. Yeah, yeah, and they gonna call it, and he gonna make the three because that's he. As he said, he had he had to master how to play basketball, and he as he's probably one of the most line stepping basketball players I've ever seen as far as taking the rules and pushing them to the limit. Compared to everybody else, basically, as far as what is his his step backs that are somehow illegal, and the flopping that gets go that he does all the time, and the, as Kyle said, the the head throwbacks on his shots that get called for for God knows why that LeBron tried to emulate and it actually worked the other day. So yeah. Well, I got a I got an interesting question. I just thought about well, since we've been talking about this. So Giannis. Is in the MVP talk. This would be what? Let's just sort of to say hypothetically, he would have won. This would be his second MVP, right? And mm-hmm. you just heard about Harden talking about how people push certain narratives, right? So the NBA is trying to expand the league on a global level. However, as we kind of just talked about it um, in terms of Giannis's public relations skills, obviously they aren't up to par in terms of expectations uh, from an American standpoint. I guess what I'm going to ask or where I'm, my question to ask to y'all would be, do you think with that current level of um, PR skill, could Giannis become the face of the league at some point? Because, I mean, when I think of face of the league, I think of a a player like LeBron or Kobe, who's like an ambassador of the league as well, says the right things, you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah, I mean, pretty much. What, what, what do y'all think? Uh, I remember this question being posed a minute ago. Um, I I don't see it more so because the international thing, um, just to be point blank with it, I don't see him being the face of the NBA because he's not a American. Mm. He can be an ambassador all he wants, but I don't see him being a face. Okay. 
no, I think cause we it's ironic we've kind of been talking about this at work of us being spoiled as far as coming from coming off Jordan into Kobe into LeBron, always having that that guy in the league. And once LeBron retires, the the face of the league is kind of, is gone, and there's nobody that's necessarily going to be able to step up. Uh, by themselves to fill that Come void. On, Jason Tatum, they already started it off, man. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's going to be able to step into that void to fill it. I've, I've always said that it's going to be a multiple just because it's, it's so many people that can, they can do it collectively, but there's no one person like, like now and last past couple of years, Brian has been that guy face of the league wise. And nobody in the league now is going to be able to step into that role solo and carry it like it's been carried the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, that's facts. That's but a I, point, too. Uh, but I think, I think they can do it together because, like, you got all the young cats that are coming up, which is awesome. Then you still got Steph, KD, um, Russ, Harden, uh, Kyrie, all of those, the, the, the guys that are here now are still here. So they still got another couple of years along with the young cast that are coming up. So it's the league is still in a good a good place as far as the top folk in it. It just won't be that one singular icon, I guess you would say. That that hold that's holding everything down. I feel you. And speaking of one, we only have one commercial this week. We'll be right back. Ooh. Appreciate that ad anchor. As always, holding us down. Cinquenta e sis episodes. What that mean? Hey, wait, fifty six. All right, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In English, <laughs> but uh, but uh, to a more serious topic, um, you know, it's politics season or it's the political season, if you may, um presidential candidacy is a hot topic. Um, so, um, as, as I don't want to say as always, but of recent memory, especially for us, um, you have the presidential candidates who are out here campaigning for uh, most specifically the minority vote. Um, so, the, the topic was brought up of uh, certain presidential candidates pandering for the black vote. Um, examples of this would be, uh, well, in my opinion, was the guy's name, uh, Tom Steyer. Mm-hmm. He was on stage dancing with Juvenile. Yeah, that's, that, that, that solely was the reason that I came up with this topic. It was in the hot um, sauce by Hillary? No, 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 no. I feel, I feel like you also have, uh, I feel like Biden... You could say that he's trying to ride the the back of uh, the residual voters from the, Obama's presidency. The, the goat Obama. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he. I when I was when I when I was saying it as far as pandering, I was leaning more towards like like you said. Uh, what's the buddy name? Stricker. Stom Steyer. Yeah, I was like that type of pandering more so than Biden just trying to use. I was Obama's boy, so y'all rode with me. But no, as you say that, that I mean it's that all it all falls in that same category. 
of kind of pandering to a, to a degree. What's your thoughts on it? It's gonna happen. Yeah, Regardless. that's real. Realistically, that's how they. I, I'm sure I haven't. Obviously, I ain't voted, but what in uh, presidential elections? What what three times? I guess three. Yeah, three times. So anything further back than that, I wouldn't even really be able to tell you how the the candidates what they did as far as trying to get votes. But from seeing like seeing this and seeing just how how having the black voters is so important because it's it's so many so many of us voting as we saw especially with in 08 um so they they saw that and they saw that how that swung in the election so every year from then on out everybody's trying to do this or pull up at this black church or go speak at this hbcu to the breakfast club and say you always got hot sauce in your bag yeah or that that that, or (laughs) even just in general go to the breakfast club because all every democratic candidate uh, for president, I think, if I'm not mistaken, went on the Breakfast Club at some point within the last year or so to kind of speak their speak their their place or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. Like as we say, it's gonna happen because you they got to get the, they got to get that vote. So they they for whatever reason feel like they got to kind of pander, <laughs> and uh, for lack of a better word, but uh. Buddy on the stage with Juvenile, that was OD. It was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Let's be real. But, um, yeah, it's, like you said, it's, it's going to happen regardless of the case. We just got to be smart enough to not fall into that and pay attention to as, as far as what their agenda is and stuff like that to make sure we're voting for the correct person or whatnot. Oh, and SP's computer just like it that. All right, and we're going to go ahead and continue with the uh, quality, quality control. Podcast, <laughs> hosted by your boy Kyle and Q. Yeah. <laughs> okay, SP's back. Oh, oh, no, he's gone. All right, he'll be back at some point. Yeah, so what's your, what's your thoughts on it as far as Patty? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, back? you back? Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> We, we almost we almost yeah. started on the spinoff, man. Yeah, man, we was, we was just getting uh, quality control going. Man, I was about to play the intro and everything, man. <laughs> what I was going to say is I saw an interesting tweet. Hey, hey buddy, back up, back up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, hey, your, your little lines on the, on the thing is coloring in the whole space. What you mean? You loud as a mug. <laughs> you don't see that? <laughs> nah, I was joking. I, I did that on purpose at the end. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Still loud. Hey, cut, cut the mic down a little bit. Oh, back up. One of the two. I saw a tweet yesterday. It kind of uh, not necessarily goes with uh, pandering per se, um, but it kind of actually is kind of um, doesn't tell the whole truth behind it. But it's interesting. So it gave some statistics for example. Says Trump won Florida by 113,000 votes, but in Miami alone, there's 379,000 African Americans who didn't vote. Trump won Georgia by 211,000 votes, but in Atlanta, there's 530,000 African Americans. Now they didn't say didn't vote on that one, so. 
as you can see how it's misleading. Um, but it's also misleading in effect to us. It's assuming that all of those African-American people can vote. Or they would have voted against Trump. Facts. Exactly. Uh, some, some niggas like to troll. And, and that, in that instance, I don't think if, if you trolling, if you, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're Trolling goes to that ex- extent, bro. I would not put it past some people. That's crazy, bro. But no, nah, hey, in that in that example, even if those uh, folk would have voted, if all of them would have voted, and he lost both those states, he still would have won because he didn't even win a popular vote anyway. So it didn't make no difference. Electoral college, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as Roy, I feel what you said. As, as Rory would say, GGG. Thanks. But yeah, speaking of GGG, what about B.O.B. Bombs over Baghdad? <laughs> <laughs> right, that was a good one. That was a good one. Thanks to the U.S. and Taliban agreement, that will be no more. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, um, hold on, hold on. SP. Yeah, we talk about this. <laughs> you yeah. said what? I, I just so, want everybody to know. Yeah, we we talking about this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we do. So, um, basically, the U.S. and the Taliban came to an agreement that if both sides or both parties hold their end of the bargain that are detailed in the agreement, uh, the troops will be withdrawn uh, from that area in fourteen months. Was um, in the first one hundred and thirty-five days. According to the agreement, the American troops will be reduced to 8,600. The U.S. will also lift sanctions that are currently against the Taliban. Also, 5,000 of the Taliban prisoners and 1,000 of Afghan security force prisoners uh, will be released in exchange on March the 10th. Trump was quoted in saying, if bad things happen, we will go in with a force like no one has ever seen. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because <laughs> we've heard that tune before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> as you know, uh, a lot of this started, um, or at least the war on Iraq started um, due to 9-11 which happened back when I was in the fifth grade. Uh, it was actually a pretty crazy day, being that um, my elementary school was right next to Langley Air Force Base, and you got all these uh, military brat kids, as they would say, um, that were in my class, and a lot of their parents came and picked them up out of class, which still doesn't make sense to this day because you can do nothing. But, um, yeah. So that is pretty much what started uh, the Iraq War. Uh, oh, who said something about oh? Bitch, you cooking? Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 never mind. My bad. Well, that's, the, that's, the, that's the underlying story. Uh, we could get into that another day. <laughs> um, but the U.S. also, uh, as a retaliation, started airstrikes against the uh, um, Taliban in the Iraq and Afghan areas of the Middle East. Um, 
and they ended up disbanding uh, the Taliban with the help of other world forces, uh, which led to the Taliban still being destructive. And as we speak, apparently, uh, from what the news says, are gaining traction. Is is ISIS still a thing? Nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. So. Well, I mean, ISIS is kind of, I feel like, in a similar boat of Taliban, where they 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 don't have a centralized force, so they kind of scattered. Yeah, because it seemed like at first it was when all that was going down, it was the Taliban, this Taliban, that, and they just carried for a while, and then all of a sudden ISIS popped up out of nowhere. Bam! Now everything is ISIS, this ISIS, that, and now, huh? We got we got Bin Laden, and then. Uh another top leader and then Taliban kind of phased out. And I want to say that ISIS was like an offset of that. I think, yeah, ISIS, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think ISIS was like a more radical version. Like they was like way crazier. I, I think maybe of the Taliban. It's like a, almost like a subset of the Taliban, but they were just like on some wild shit, I think, but I'm it not, makes sense. but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. But nevertheless, um, all I know is if Obama tried to do this, they probably would have said it was terrible. And we shouldn't be over there, and he's so such a bad person for talking to these. He's, uh, he's, so, he's soft with two T's. Yeah, he should he he shouldn't be talking to these leaders and this, that, and the third. But you know, do y'all think that the Taliban is gonna hold up the end of the bargain? Uh, probably not. No hesitation. Same thing, just like with North Korea when they, they went over there, we went through all this shit. They talking about they gonna stop making nuclear bombs. They still over there making nuclear bombs. Look, oh, they won't yeah. stop because that's not what they do. Yeah, they won't gonna stop because that ain't what they do. But nah, so I don't do. I think it, I think like right now and like kind of leading up into the election, I think everything kind of maybe cease for a little bit. But I think once the election goes over and all the, and hopeful transition of power, I think they'll kind of start trying to poke the bear again and kind of do this and do that, kind of getting back into their their own. But realistically, I don't even think we need to be over there. They need to handle their own shit. Like, that ain't, this This isn't our problem. If they want to fight each other, then they just fight each other until it becomes a world issue. Well, well I mean, since you brought it up. It's always a world issue, man. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, yeah, that's why we're there. We know, but like, well, that's always been my thing. Like, we this this ain't really this ain't this ain't our war. This ain't got nothing to do with us. They fighting each other, so it's and it's not a a global issue as far as what they doing to each other. Now, if they out there trying to drop nukes on each other or something, that's different. Dude. All right, like hold on, wait a minute, because that affects everybody. But if they just bombing each other and you killing you, you killing y'all doing y'all thing, y'all 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 figure that shit out. Let NATO step in and NATO do whatever they do. Oh, not NATO. I mean, U- U- UN. Uh, but it, not well, even the UN, yeah. Yeah, but I, like us specifically, I'm pretty sure we got the most troops out of any other country in the world over there right now. China. No, China got more, more. No, not overall troops. Like the amount. Oh, you that, mean like in locations? That, yeah, that's over there. Like, yeah, specifically okay. over there. I know China has more, but. but uh-huh. And maybe more just because the Asians right there. Eh, could be. But I don't know. I, I just feel like China mind their own business. Like, they just. They just be making kids and, and eating bats, causing coronaviruses and shit. Like that's what they do. Well, you okay. got the biggest thing is you got to look at the countries that are that are most dependent on oil. I mean, I hate to I hate to bring it up, <laughs> but those are the ones who are most interested in 
what the hell is going on over there anyway. True. That's yeah, a, to your point. Yeah. Asia is not a, I don't think they're a high, I gotta look at, I gotta look that up, but I don't think they're uh, one of the higher uh, countries on that list as far as demands in oil. Man, they probably make oil out of rice over there. Imports anyway. Huh? They probably make oil out of rice over there. Soy. <laughs> they, they, they all this stuff run off of like synthetic. Well, I feel like they probably, they probably got a lot of renewables over there for real. To be honest with you, because um, I know like a lot of uh, solar modules and stuff that people use in America is built over there. Yeah, and they can't use Wi-Fi, so you know you're saving on that too. <laughs> <laughs> they can use it. They just can't. They can't I, go to I, 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 I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking yeah, shit. But uh. Man, they probably got 10G over there. Why are you joking? Hey, why are you playing around? Yeah, they started 5G. They probably they, um Then Russia started. No, they started 5G. And then Russia started a rumor that it caused cancer. Because yeah. it was next. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But uh, moving on from that topic to a show that everybody was uh just, I, I want to say, just really getting into and like really rocking with. The shot. And Easy e had to go and fuck it up. Easy. <laughs> and now, <laughs> damn it, no. But uh, yeah. So the shy season three is uh supposed to be airing Sunday, July fifth. And every from what is the shy for those who don't know? So uh, breaking it down, the shy is as I type this in so I can read from Wikipedia. Oh my god! Come on, man! man. I can't give nobody a synopsis. Speak your heart, man. Uh, so the shy, uh, the shy is a show based off. I believe four to five characters in their everyday life in Chicago. Oh, okay, the South Side of it Chicago. It follows Brandon. Brandon, not, well, not anymore. Hey, hold uh, on, I, no, I got Kevin. it. Now. I got it now. Uh, the South Side of Chicago carries daily danger, and the smallest and simplest of decisions can have life or death consequences for the residents. Life continues as kids prep for school and their parents shuffle to work. The young adults of the area are trying to scrap a living for themselves while the elders sit on their front porches and observe the going ons. The South Side has a. I'm not reading all this. Yeah, like Kyle said, it got a you couple of movies. Movie That's not really intriguing. Tell me more. Hey, no. Wikipedia did the thing with that. But no, it got a, it's just a bunch of different uh, characters. Like, Why are you joking? Uh, That's probably from the Showtime's website for real. Uh, I think it might actually be. <laughs> copy and paste that. <laughs> yeah, when you type in the shot, it's the first bio to pop up. But um, no, nah, you said uh, Brandon, I would say, was the main, main character, i.e., as I call him, Easy e because he was Easy e in NWA movies. So that's what he will ever be known to as me. Him, he as was me. the. Huh? You said as me, said about me. But yeah, I mean, you know, shit happened. But no, nah, he, was, he was the overall main character. He, he had a. Uh, he worked in a he, he he worked in a restaurant and then he was hitting his boss wife right. No, he hit. He oh yeah, he one time, hit. one sing, one he singular hit. time. But nevertheless, end up getting the food truck. Can't judge a man by his mistakes. Yeah, food truck. And we got uh, three kids involved. Uh, fucking Papa, the little skinny dude that looked like a girl at first, whose name I can't think of right now. Uh, Cal. Let's call him Red's little brother. Cal, what's his name? And Kevin. I yeah, Red's little brother. I can't think his name right now. <laughs> yeah, and and the and one of the blackest of the blackest little boys I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, goddamn, what's the boy name? See, I ain't Kevin. seen this. Kevin, yeah, because I ain't seen this in so long. But uh, 
yeah, those are like the those the stories around them, and then it kind of branches off. Like Brandon had uh, Jerrica, his girlfriend, uh, Miss Tiffany Boone, mm-hmm. and then from her there, looking, her weird, good looking self, and then it carried over <laughs> to you had uh, what's the name, Mama, uh, uh, Kevin's mom. Well, she was uh, was it Jada? Was it Mama? Yeah, yeah. So her, so her side of the story. Which kind of trickled over to Ronnie and and Grandma, whose name I can't remember. Also, their side of the story, and it just kind of all just pieces and pieces branching off from those main set of characters into like subsets. So basically, just going through Chicago, living life, you know, trying to stay out of drugs and guns and violence and whatnot. While the old people sit and watch. While the old, that, hey, that's literally what it's, it literally said that while the old people sit on the porch and watch. But uh, if you haven't hey, heard, you know, uh, uh, I was about to say, which basically what it is is it's a show that literally starts off in one scene, and the first season is cool because everybody intertwines. Basically, so yeah, it starts off with literally one act that pretty much makes everybody cross paths, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much where the whole Easy E messed it up thing came. Yeah, <laughs> came so. In. In in the real world, apparently, Easy and uh, Jerrica's character, Miss uh, Tiffany Boone, where uh, I guess Easy was a uh, was a sexual harassment. Basically, he got a charge. I don't know if he got charged with it or it just came out. And being in this Me Too movement that we're in, uh, that automatically pushed him out the door. So basically, the main character of the show is gone. So we were, everybody was trying to figure out how they were gonna basically carried this third season on without the main character. And not only is he leaving, but Jerrica is also leaving. So their whole connection is gone. So that, that makes out, it would make it weird depending on how they push them out of the show or how they write them out of the show as far as everybody else. Cause like I said, everybody's connected. Yeah. Kevin, he's connected to Kevin. He's connected to this dude named Duda. Uh, he's connected to the officer. Emmett. Um, he's, co- he's connected to. He's literally connected to every everybody. Character. Yeah, Emmett, Ronnie, that damn, uh, yeah, old head. All everybody's connected. So, did what's the name die? Uh, or is that? Are we still waiting for that too? The uh, brother, Ridge. Yeah, did he, did no, he, Ridge. It, I, in the link I sent, Ridge was in. The, he was in the link. All right. So yeah. But, so. So he's connected. Know, he's connected to Reg, and then Reg's little brother is uh with Kevin's Kevin. Friend, so yeah, like so little, yeah, little homie. Yeah, so it's in. Inter- it's gonna be interesting to see how they write them out of the show, but keep the show going because, like you said, he uh Easy was the main character of the show. So right, trying to write he the main catch a break, man. Trying to write the main character out of a show that. You had no idea that was gonna happen. Like one, you could do that in certain shows. Like I guess uh, I think Game of Thrones. I think like they made people dying all the time, but that was intentional. We they knew that was gonna happen as they were writing it. Writing season one and season two of the shot, they weren't thinking that Easy was gonna do what he was gonna do. So allegedly, yeah, allegedly, because we don't know. But he's off the show, so nevertheless. But yeah, that's a that's kind of the a quick little rundown of that. SP, you watch the show? 
No, nah, I don't. But after hearing that Wikipedia summary, I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check yeah, it. Yeah, we, we did it for you. The yeah. old people check, on the porch. Check, check, check it out. It's a, it's a good show. It's, it's a very good show. All right. I ain't got showtime though. Uh, you, know, you don't need to. You don't need it. Just uh, you know, I send you a, a bootleg website. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, I was gonna lie and say I was gonna send my login, you know. Oh, uh, I mean, or I mean, you know, Cal can send you the login. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying FCC, man. We could have sent them the link, but you know, no, uh, but man, no. when we edit it, you just blur that part. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a, a gap of. Uh, uh, I air. <laughs> what was that? Oh, we was just listening, to Missy. Yeah. But, uh, but, but no, uh, did y'all send? Did you uh, look at the commercial that I sent? No, nah, I didn't. The link. Mm-mm. I don't even know. All right. So that. the reason. Yeah, it's in the note. Literally, the link in the notes. Come on. Oh no, man. yeah, yeah, no. I, that's what I was reading oh. from. Well, initially, I was reading from. It's a video in there. Oh no, I didn't. I never watched the video. But it's yeah, a continue. trailer for season three. Basically. Continue, continue. Uh, yeah, it look season three look real mad. See, when we asked about did Reg die or not, mm-hmm. I don't know because like in the video, like it's only like one little scene of him for like one second, and his face looks de- like good as far as no no bruises and everything from what just happened. Mm-hmm. And he was smiling. So I'm wondering if it was like a flashback or like a, all right, my brother died and he's like my guardian angel type thing that's going on. Um, I saw a casket get put into a hearse. Um, they so they, they got to get, they got to kill easy off. That's the only, that's the only yeah. way I think it makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else? They, what oh, else? hey, looking at this little poster they got, like the little, the little Showtime poster, how they got it set up. Normally it's, they don't just put people where they put them just randomly. So Emmett and uh uh shit. The old dude. Um well he ain't old for real, but uh Ronnie. Yeah, Emmett and Ronnie are the two centerpieces of this of this. But also it Jerrica's in the picture. So I don't know. So I don't know. That's kind of interesting. And that's you you know what I'm talking about, right? You're talking about the picture that I sent? Or yeah, about the, uh, the, the colorful, the picture, all the different colors of them, uh, like they were talking about it on the screen. Oh yeah, I mean, Emmett. Uh, no, I'm lying. All of them in it because uh, the the joint. Yeah, because Easy on the far left and Jericho. So I don't. That might be for something from season one, but yeah, it could be the storyline for season three is I know Lala not acting behind is going to be there, mm-hmm. um, helping Emmett out, and and somebody else is supposed to be a new character. Oh. Lil Rel, the, the comedian. Yeah. He's supposed to be in there like as somebody who either wants to buy the diner or is like a rival or something like that. Um so they got new characters coming in, but I don't they, they can't fill the role of kind of what we were just seeing. Um, yeah, bro, that joint looked tough. What From the mean? trailer. Oh, season three? Yeah. Yeah, like Kevin out there stealing on niggas with, uh, with, with Papa and old boy there. So I wonder if Kevin is going to go down that wrong path, you know? He popped up on the essay with that with that with the thing on him. Oh, 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 Kev out there with the steel. Yeah, 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 yeah I had to rewind. Out there. And then, um, what, what, son, what Papa supposed to be saving him from that life? Exactly, but Papa with him. And then, um, what's his name? Uh. Then Duda out here, you know, sounding like a city councilman, um, talking about how great Chicago is. So he's trying, sure. he trying, he trying to pull some James St. Patrick stuff off here, trying to go straight, <laughs> trying to get straight, trying to go straight and narrow while still living that, killed, living that life. Hit out on Brandon, yeah, put a hit out on Brandon now. Got to live, uh, act like I'm, you know, yeah. living right. So I mean, it's gonna be interesting for the folks who watch. Um, we had some theories saying that, uh, um, 
what was going to happen to uh, Reg. I said if they're going to kill Reg, they're going to have to go with a... Uh, the show has to go a different direction completely. Or they can have Reg stay alive and, you know, try to be against Uda, even though he didn't really set the hit. Or we don't know yet. So, I mean, it, it's a lot. But that's like the one thing that left his hanging last season. Um, what happened with... Uh, what happened with Ridge? So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, man. SP, you need to catch up for uh, July 5th, man. Yeah, uh, I was just sitting here thinking about that. I'm like, man, it's two seasons, boy. I'm going to have to binge that jump. No, it ain't. It ain't. I don't think they're long seasons, though. Maybe like, what, 13 episodes of that? The hour long or 30 minutes? Uh, I think they that 40, that 40 something odd minute jump. Oh, okay. No, it might be hours since it's cable. Oh, yeah, true, true. Nevertheless, you got you got time. Power. Yeah, you, you got time to kind of time to catch up on it. Well, I caught up on Power. I, I ain't watched a lick of this this uh, season that's going on right now. Uh, well, it's over now. But it yeah. just ended. Yeah, yeah, it just ended. Oh, it's only ten episodes, man. You be all right. ten episodes, season two. Yeah, you uh, good. Ten episodes. Yeah, you got twenty episodes, man. You be all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need you uh, to access my access. The <laughs> he, he needs some access. How 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 am I going to access this? Uh, now you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, Q got you. Uh, uh. Uh, look, looks both ways. <laughs> no, Q, Q Q's option might be way better because it, that don't. Uh, if you do the uh, Showtime app, that don't literally has you sign in like every other day. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I got you. I got you. But uh, y'all got y'all got anything else? Man, I just want to say, go vote. I'm joking. We already did that. <laughs> we did it already. Yeah, I don't know. I just want I just want to say the Clippers are up uh seventy three fifty one um on the Rockets. Rush just hit a uh, not hit, but just shot a very unorthodox contested uh fadeaway from the free throw line. It was very ugly. And Kawhi out here is uh, passing the zoo box, and he has three people on him. And, what and percentage? Of what percentage of blame does Megan Thee Stallion deserve for their for her contract? All of it. You signed it. Damn. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. We, did we got time to go into this? Hey, we ain't got no time. Oh, True. I mean, not that <laughs> we got time. To the notes. Well, oh, yeah. re- realistically, I only got four percent left of my battery. I just didn't feel like getting up to go get the charger. This nigga. But no, no. Uh, yeah, like I said, she she signed it. She should she should have read it. She should have had her folk read it to know that it was, it was some bull. So I heard she's kinda... older than what she says she was. She's true? older than what she says she is. Yeah, that's what I heard, man. I, I, I don't even know how old she is or how old she says she is. Twenty nine, man. You heard what she says she's twenty five. I heard she was. 29. How old is she? I don't know. I'm asking y'all. Y'all twenty nine. Uh, Wikipedia. Oh, Wikipedia says she's twenty five. Yeah. Mm. But they said her police record said she was like 29 when she got arrested. Uh, I mean, could be. And somebody could said be. she's. A, somebody said, mm, I don't know if she's really 24 because that's a, that's if she is, that's a rough 24. And then I actually saw some <laughs> pictures of her. I'm like, yeah, 24 year olds don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, think about it a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if she was around my age. Hey, she's just, looking, yeah, I don't know. Man, it'll come out of it'll come out of some point. Research. 
Yeah, it'll come out at some point. I would say it would have to. She went to uh, what college she go to? Texas, right? Uh, Southern, true. So I typed in is Megan, and the four Google searches that popped up is, of course, the first one is just is Megan. The second one is is Megan Fox married. The third one is Megan Sky and a man. Yeah, I thought I did. <laughs> when I was trying to put her age. That's wild as hell. But uh yeah. Should we should we save that as a, a next week topic? I think we already said our piece, man. True, that is valid. That is oh, you talking about her age or the uh Nah, the age thing ain't no real need to go into it because it'll just be us talking about what we think. There ain't no evidence out there officially anyway. So it's summer. Do you care if your woman wears a two piece with a fupa? <laughs> <laughs> hey chill. That was actually kinda of funny. I feel like Rory needs to be on the show for that. Huh? Yeah, I'm over here just brainstorming topics at this point. No, more hey. than Fupa and okay, yeah. You know, you, you know, you know what the football was? Nah, dude. nah, I know. Oh, you ain't. <laughs> nah. Yeah, you know that little, that little. Yeah, all right, we well, ain't getting into it. Um, SP, my story, bro. SP gotta know because you know he making the uh, the stuff for Lizzo and whatnot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an automatic one in that process. Hey, well, what I would say is I don't uh, big, control what big, you're gonna wear. Big facts. Huge facts, or as Donald Trump would say, huge facts. <laughs> facts that huge, big as we ever seen before. Yeah, the biggest facts. Facts have never been this big before. Bro, I don't see why he feels the need to to overplay something every time. That shit, I don't understand how his supporters just that shit don't become over over the top. We got to him, them got at him some already. point. You got him already. Yeah, I guess. Yep. But and I ain't saying that I ain't no Trump supporter, but I ain't no Trump supporter. Huh? What? Wait. Okay, all right. I got confused for a second. <laughs> ah, so we're going to go ahead and close this out. Anybody, you got anything else to say, SP? Anything else to say to Q? What y'all say? Nah. This nigga out here. I had to go charge my computer. It's about to die. No, the he out. He definitely ain't got nothing else to say. Word, word, word. Well, go ahead and uh, close it <coughs> uh, You got to so- do it in your movie. You got to do it in your movie voice because you ain't do it for the shot review. Uh, let's see what we got. All right, episode 56. <clears throat> In a time where episode 56 was the latest. So, no. Uh, <laughs> appreciate y'all for in tuning conclusion, in. episode 56. Appreciate y'all for tuning in episode 56 of Council in the Clutch. Um, yeah. Appreciate y'all. As I always say, love y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support. Uh, continue to continuous support. We'll keep on putting, keep on putting out consistent content for you all week for week, as we always do. Uh, if you have anything that y'all want to hear us talk about, you know, shoot it to the council uh, IG page. Um, 
Yeah. Go slide them DMs. Yeah, I mean, you know, as, as simple as I like that. I see them council DMs moist. As, <laughs> hey, I got to like, copyright that. Y'all going to stop stealing my stuff. <laughs> as Pete likes to see the moist council DMs. So, you know, y'all do what y'all do. But, uh, yeah, we pr- appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We're going to continue to, as I always say, be the best uh, the best damn podcast in the 7-5 and surrounding areas. Uh, yeah. And we out. Yeah.